Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight-up business advice. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative and resident business coach here. And today I want to talk about a topic that is so popular and I get asked about it all the time. It's definitely something that I've experienced and I've seen in just about everybody that I've encountered on my business journey over the last six years. So be it somebody on Instagram looking to start a business, a coaching client who's well underway, or even successful people running global companies. And that topic is imposter syndrome. It is a killer of dreams. And when I sat down to cover this topic, I've actually been experiencing imposter syndrome in trying to put this podcast together because I think it's such a big topic and it's almost really subtle and sneaky in how it shows up and operates and in our lives and in our business. And so I really wanted to do it well and I've got three pages of notes here and my goal is to... A, try and explain it and understand it because I think that when we can observe and notice what it feels like and when it's showing up in our bodies and in our lives, then we can actually start to master it. So I'm going to share you some tips as to how I personally do that for myself and with my business coaching clients. So imposter syndrome, for me, when I tune into that and when I'm experiencing it and when it's playing out in my life and, and having its effects, I notice in my body that I'm creating a story in my head. I'm telling myself that I'm not good enough, that now's not the right time, that I can't afford it, that other people are better than me. Yeah, you know, and in coaching clients, I've noticed people, you know, maybe take a few steps forward and then retreat backwards, you know, give a big long list of reasons as to why it's not working or can't work. And, you know, for me, it's not really about what it is and how it shows up. It's about knowing that when imposter syndrome shows up, there's actually grace to give yourself because it only shows up when you're on the verge of change, when you're on the verge of creating something new and different. So if you've ever experienced imposter syndrome and thinking you're not good enough or that you are not smart enough or wise enough or rich enough or resourced enough to take action on your ideas, then that means that you're on the verge and you have a dream for a new reality for yourself. And so this is um, a nice place to start because it means that we can actually go easy on ourselves, give ourselves some grace. Because in my experience, not everybody dreams big. Not everybody has a desire to evolve and to grow and to create something from nothing. So if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, it means that you're brave enough to actually say, what else is there? And could I start a business? And could I give this a crack? And can I create something from nothing or create something that I haven't yet experienced? And I'm not quite sure exactly how to create it, but I'm going to give this a crack. So congratulations, if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, then it means you're brave and that you're standing on the verge of change. The trick is to stay on the verge, to stay on the edge and not retreat back. 
and to dive in and to get in the arena, to be prepared to get your ass kicked, like Brene Brown says, to maybe fail, to maybe stuff it up, to maybe lose a bit of money or get it, get embarrassed or, you know, have somebody say no to you. That's all okay. It doesn't feel okay in the moment. I totally get it. It can be so triggering and um, emotional to have somebody say no to you or that your idea is not great or to think something was going to work out and it didn't go to plan. It's all really normal experiences in business. The trick is to not run the story of whatever shows up once that failure happens or, you know, the fear arises in you. Because it's there because you haven't yet experienced what you're setting out to achieve, right? So I talked about this recently on our Instagram TV, but, you know, when I really simplify this down as much as I possibly can, and this is probably just how my brain works, is that any sort of change comes from being at point A and having a vision and a dream and a desire for a point B, that you want to get to. So you're at, you're at the start line and there's a finish line that you're dreaming of, that you're desiring, that you're wanting so bad. The reason why people don't get what they want and why they allow imposter syndrome to stunt their growth or to squash their dreams is because they play into the story. They play into the emotions and they allow it to rule themselves. So as much as I love business coaching, what I have come to love even more in my journey with Startup Creative is the ability to master the mind because I've learned that I and you know I've done probably close to a thousand business coaching sessions one-on-one sessions spoken to tens of thousands of people on stage and through our podcast and our magazine and it does not matter what the plan is it does not matter what the what the business plan looks like, what your social media stats are, how great your product is, how quickly you can get it to market, how cheaply you offer it. If you sit down at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day and look at your to-do list or tell somebody about your idea and fear arises and you allow that fear to overtake your body, then you will retreat back. You won't take a step forward. You won't achieve your goals and you'll never get to the finish line. So first and foremost, know that imposter syndrome shows up when you're ready and willing to change. The trick here is, and I'm so passionate about this because I see it time and time again from running workshops and even just email inquiries about coaching. Somebody could send me the most passionate, excited, energetic email about wanting to start their business. And then they get my reply and, you know, I definitely agree that price point and timing isn't always suited to people. But to then get them to receive my reply and then often I get this kind of wishy-washy, weak kind of feeling email that says, oh, maybe now's not the right time. And, you know, I always reply with, that's totally fine. When you're ready, you will jump in and I'll be here to help. And I will never force anyone and I will never try and sell to anyone because I genuinely believe that if you're not ready to do the work and to jump in and to figure it out, then, you know, now is not the time to get help. But what I notice and what I get passionate about is that people can be so excited, but when it comes to doing the work or investing in themselves or or pushing themselves over an edge of 
uncertainty or the unknown, they can give in to the feeling and the fear of imposter syndrome, of fear, of anxiety, of overwhelm, of self-sabotage, self-doubt, and it never serves them. It always, and I've experienced this in my own life, the number of times where you go, oh, I'm going to do this, and then you don't do it, it's it doesn't actually hurt anyone else around you, and that's why I don't get emotionally tied to business coaching inquiries or you know opportunities anymore because if the pain is only in your own body you're you're the only one who will experience the discomfort of hesitation of retreating back and I said this in the Instagram live and I'll say it again is your vision your dream for a new reality for point b for the finish line is existing and alive and here because you're meant to take action on it that is what I believe your purpose. It is probably a part of your life's journey and the story that you will tell and what you will create and bring to life. When we, when we take a few steps forward and then we allow fear and overwhelm and imposter syndrome to show up and to cripple us, we're actually just disappointing ourselves. We're creating pain and suffering in our own body because we weren't brave enough to back ourselves. And I think that's, you know, business 101, right, is if you don't back yourself, no one else is going to back you. And if you don't back yourself, you'll never take risks. You'll never dream big. You'll never put yourself out there. And the people who don't do that don't get opportunities. It really is as simple as that. Those who are prepared to go into the unknown, prepared to sit in the fear prepared to get rejected are the ones that have incredible results in their life because yes you might get 10 20 50 100 no's but once you get that yes or that breakthrough or that opportunity or that first client none of the no's matter it's just whether you can withstand the rejection in order to stay on on task for where you're wanting to go so Let's dive into it. <laughs> what do you do when imposter syndrome shows up in your life? Firstly, I always try to observe the story. So what is the story that you're telling yourself? The thing that I've learned from Dr. Joe Dispenza's work is that the human mind acts from a past memory, right? So think about it this way. We have our brain is a combination of neuropathways that have been formed based on our past experiences, beliefs, memories, feelings, emotions. The brain only stores what you have fed it. So if you haven't fed it courage or knowledge about business or a belief system that, you know, this is scary but I'm going to be okay, then it can't reference that as an experience to help you keep moving. So my analogy or my easiest way to interpret this is imagine that your brain is a library index, okay? So the good old days of big libraries with, you know, index cards and, you know, references to everything that was in there. When you have an experience, your brain goes into that index and says okay what was that you know and it, it references past experiences past beliefs emotional responses that were similar your job is to cut off the past experience 
and to trust and know that change and creating a a business from scratch or pushing your business to the next level requires a new way of doing life. It requires new knowledge, new experience, new habits, yeah, new ways of doing your life. So your job is to not let the past experiences of maybe failures or knockbacks or nine-to-five work or a bad boss determine what you do next, okay? So try and cut that part of your brain's natural programming that is going to look to the past for evidence or support to create a new reality, okay? So some really good ways to do this is to, uh, I personally do Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations, but the holistic psychologist, if you don't already follow her on Instagram, she's fabulous. She has a thing called a, a process called the future self journaling. So she recommends starting every day with dreaming into your future so that you don't get up and live out the past experiences, the past habits. Because in order to change, in order to do something different, you have to be prepared to create something different. And the reason why we we don't go into the unknown, I often, and I've got siblings and best friends with so many kids around me, and it's so beautiful to watch children because I think they're a perfect example of not living from their past. You know, for the first eight years, I think it is, we're forming those neuropathways and because they don't have a reference guide yet, everything is new. They're not afraid to make a fool of themselves. You know, they're not afraid to fall off a bike or to try and learn to walk and, and not give up until they've achieved it. Right. So if you're feeling like change is difficult for you, fair enough, because I think the older we get, the harder it is to change. It gets, our egos get in the way, the stories get stronger you know, our reputation could be on the line. We care, we give so much um, energy to what people think of us or what they're going to say. And so it becomes harder and harder to step out of that comfort zone. But a nice little tip or reminder for you might be to watch how children learn, watch how children um, grow and step into the unknown with everything. I was with my best friend, Alex, who runs Violet Grey um, Jewelry the other day. And I was drinking kombucha and her 14-month-old son was sitting on my lap and he was trying to take my kombucha. And Al said, oh, he, here, pour some into a cup for him and you can, you can help him to drink from a cup. It's what he's learning right now. And I was like, yep, okay. As much as I'm surrounded by kids, I still totally don't get all of their developmental stages. But I had him on my lap. I pulled his kombucha and then I put it in his hands and, and let him drink it. And he had no clue how to drink from a cup. He spilled it all over my lap. He put, got some of it in his mouth, but then he didn't, he forgot to swallow. So he then did this big smile and it dripped all out of his mouth. And I had this, I said, oh, I really didn't get it that he can't drink from a cup yet. Like how amazing that, you know, that's such an unconscious pattern for us right now as adults. But somewhere along the line, we had to learn how to do that, you know, and he doesn't have an analytical mind that's switched on and making him feel like a fool that says, oh, you just spilt it everywhere, you idiot, you know, like don't ever do that again. He just kept going back and kept trying and kept spilling it all over my lap. <laughs> but uh, children are such a beautiful example of change and, and giving it a crack time and time again. 
So knowing that in order to go out into the unknown, here's some things that might be able to help you or that I think will help to be like little Sully and keep trying until you get it right. Because that's all this is, right? Whatever you're feeling fear about that you're not good enough or that somebody else is better or, you know, there's too much risk involved. Whenever imposter syndrome is showing up, it's because you've got a goal of something that you haven't yet experienced. And there is so much you can do to help yourself keep moving in the direction of your goal rather than retreat back. Whatever you do, do not retreat back. (laughs) That is going to cause so much pain, so much discomfort, and you're likely going to blame other people and the circumstances and the environment around you. So whether it's that, you know, your partner didn't let you spend the money or that you don't have time because you have kids or you have to work a nine to five to pay the bills. Yes, all of those are valid reasons. I could sit here and go, yeah, fair enough and be really empathetic. But my girlfriend often tells me that I'm not very good at empathy (laughs) because I see things quite black and white. And I genuinely believe with my whole self And I've seen it time and time again, and I've heard the success stories of those who want a dream to come to life, set their intention, and do not stray from that goal until it comes to life. It doesn't mean that they know exactly how to get there. It doesn't mean that they're going to get it on the first go. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a perfect, smooth ride. It means that it's going to take lots of twists and turns and bumps and failures and setbacks and wins and joy and excitement and mind-blowing experiences. And But if you're prepared to ride all of those waves you and not give up and not be distracted from the end goal, then I know that you will get it and you are all capable of getting it. We are all capable of getting whatever it is that we want and desire in this life so long as it's not hurting anybody else if we are prepared to hold firm to our end goal. So here's some tips as to how you do that. I recently had an experience where I was speaking. uh, I went to bed a few nights. It was probably about a month or so ago now. And I went to bed and I was feeling a bit overwhelmed and a bit anxious and sad and just like stressed about life and, you know, had some personal things going on. And I went to bed and my heart was racing and my mind was really busy and I couldn't sleep and I felt, you know, and then I started thinking in my head, what is this? What is the, why am I feeling like this? And, you know, oh, this person said this or, you know, this happened or I've got to fix this and I didn't have time for that and, you know, created this story, right? Eventually I got to sleep. The next day I woke up, I had a great day and then I went to host an event and I spoke on stage. There's a couple of hundred people in the room at General Assembly and I was buzzing. Like I was so excited and it was such a great night and I met awesome people and I got home and as I was trying to fall asleep, the exact same emotions ran through my body or feelings were in my body. My heart was racing, my head was busy and I couldn't fall asleep. And because I, you know, had a, a brilliant night, I was, e- it was easier for me to be like, oh, I'm just buzzed and I'm excited. But the observation that I had was that fear and excitement is the exact same emotional response in the body. Sweaty palms, heart racing, busy mind, you know, 
all of the the feels in the body are exactly the same it's the story that we tell ourselves and the energy and the anxiety that we give to when those emotions are racing through our body or those sensations is what we determine it and the label that we give it so try to observe the feeling in your body and try to say okay you know i feel really nervous to send this email or i feel you know, a, a bit overwhelmed by investing in, in business coaching or to turning up to that, to that workshop or giving that person a call and asking them to, to be on my podcast or whatever it is, right? If you have a sensation in your body, try to lean back and observe it and catch it. You don't have to give it a story, okay? You can just say to yourself in that moment, okay, I'm feeling nervous or I'm feeling fear or I'm feeling overwhelmed. The reason why imposter syndrome will cripple your dreams is because when you feel the sensation in your body, you create a really strong story and you allow that to become an excuse that says, I can't do it. So instead, see if you can catch it before that story starts, observe the sensations in your body and lean back from it and just, you know, label it if you need to, but don't give it too much energy and don't give it a story and you don't necessarily have to go and tell people and give it too much attention because what happens in the brain when you give something attention is that the brain lights up and says, oh, there's a sensation in the body right now and the mind is telling a really strong story and there's the in, in sensations and the emotions are getting stronger and stronger hang on, we better turn on, we better understand what's happening and we better store this in the brain as a belief because if we store it, in the, then it'll help keep us out of harm's way. The problem with that is that we don't necessarily need to store that because it's just a sensation that's going to move through the body within two minutes. If you don't give it a story, it will come and go, right? So if you give it too much energy, the brain will light up and it will become a belief of I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough. I can't afford it. No one will take me seriously. I'm not good at, you know, I'm not the best. My idea is shit, whatever, right? So be weary of your brain giving, you know, giving it too much attention and then storing it because that's when it becomes even harder to overcome. When I hear people say, I'm not good enough, for me, as brutal as this is going to sound, I genuinely believe that's a an excuse. And in all of that harshness, all of the excuses that you give me as your business coach or as your friend, and I have been the person at a party or, you know, sitting with a friend and, and said, nope, that's a limiting belief. I'm not accepting that. As much as they feel real for you, in my opinion, I think that they show up and we validate them and we justify them and we give stories to them because it helps us to stay small. And the brain likes to know. It likes to stay in our comfort zone, right? To be in the unknown means that we have to create neuropathways, new neuropathways. It's like learning to drive a car again, okay? The brain doesn't have a reference guide as to how to start a business if you've never done it before. So in order to learn that new skill set, you're going to have to, you know, overwrite the system in your brain a little bit, overwrite the programming. And I'm going to teach you some skills on to how to do that. 
but know that the brain will want to keep you small. So when you hear yourself voice an excuse, or maybe you just feel it in your body, try to catch it and try to silence it and see if you can sit in the discomfort. Yeah. So how you can do this, how you can overcome it from a really practical point of view, I'm just going to share with you some things that I personally do and that I do with my coaching clients. So if you're feeling like, for example, that you're not good enough and imposter syndrome is loud and clear in your life and and you're hesitating and you're holding yourself back and you're not taking action and you're procrastinating, then go out and make yourself good enough. Be intentional about creating new neuropathways, filling your brain with knowledge, expertise, like-minded people, a coach, a mentor, a support group, anyone that you can get your hands on, books, podcasts. We have access to knowledge, examples, stories, inspiration, things that will feed our brain and tell us that we can do it. So it is up to you to actually give your brain more knowledge. So think about adding books to the library of your brain's reference system so that you can access that as, oh, no, I remember when, who's the lady that wrote Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, got knocked back a hundred and something times before anyone took her Harry Potter seriously. I met a guy really early on in my business. He had He threw everything into opening his own restaurant. And the day that he opened, he had $1 left in his bank account. And he was like, right, doors open. I've got to make this work, right? So there's plenty of examples. There's plenty of knowledge that you can fill your brain to tell it that it is good enough. And even if you don't believe it straight away, you know that you're adding to your index. You're adding to your references of what your brain can pull on when imposter syndrome shows up and you want to retreat back. Okay, so some other things that you need to know when imposter syndrome shows up. Behind the scenes of most businesses is not actually what it always seems. And this is such a smart thing, like a message, a voice, a, a affirmation that you need to tell yourself because I think imposter syndrome comes so frequently from comparing ourselves. But I'm a perfect example, you know. It can somebody interviewed me the other day and they said, Have you ever had to fire somebody? And I was like, I've only ever had one employee and I didn't like it, so I created yeah, you know, I only do contract work now. But he he was like, Oh, I thought Startup Creative was this big company and that you would have all these employees and I was like, just me. But it goes to show that what you know people are perceiving and understanding and experiencing of your business is not what's always behind the scenes. So if you do find yourself comparing to somebody else, then just shut it down and be like, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know what they went through. I don't know what they're experiencing. But everyone's going through shit, you know, and I think relationships are a really good example of this. It's so easy to observe someone's relationship from afar and go, oh, they're so lucky, or look how in love they are. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. And let's be real, Instagram is a highlight reel. No one's going to put up on Instagram, or very few people put up when things are shit. So try and break that cycle of believing everything that you see. 
Get yourself a coach. Get yourself a mentor. Get yourself someone who's going to call bullshit on your story, on your limiting beliefs, on the excuses that you tell yourself. I do it for my clients. I've got a six-month package that people sign up for. And I, pr- I reckon, you know, we do six one-on-one coaching sessions, but in between they get all the support. So I'm reading emails, I'm editing websites, I'm looking at pitch documents, I'm introducing them to people who can help them grow their business. But I would say majority of those clients lean on me for little 20-minute check-in calls or text messages or little email support just to help them keep their mind focused and mastered. And, you know, I've had clients call me in tears and be like, okay, I can't do it. I'm having a shit day or, you know, I've really overwhelmed by it all. And we just sit on the phone and chat for 20 minutes and we call bullshit on the story that they're telling themselves. So get somebody outside of you, whether it is a friend who is also running a business or you can invest in a coach or ask somebody to be your mentor. It doesn't matter how you do it. It just me. you just want to make sure you've got someone on your side who can help you keep moving even when it feels like you want to stop or you want to give up. My third tip for you is to eliminate things or people who keep you small. If you share an idea or a passion or a vision of yourself and what you want to create to someone who doesn't take you seriously or laughs at it or maybe questions your ability to get it done, then get rid of them. Like those people have no space and time in my life and I wouldn't allow them in your lives either. There's a difference between someone who gives kind, loving critiques or feedback that will help you to grow and somebody who dismisses you and your dream and your goal. So if you've you've got any of those people in your life, then now is not the time for them, right? It's create some distance, create some space. And, you know, words are so powerful. And I think when, if you're experiencing a little bit of fear and doubt in yourself, and then somebody else affirms that, that's really dangerous place to play because somebody outside of you is not only giving their intentional energy to squashing your dreams, but it's probably going to validate the fear in you that says, oh, see, I told you, you couldn't do it. So be really weary of who you are surrounding yourself with because, you know, thoughts, actions, words all hold an energy like that is scientifically proven. And if you're surrounding yourself with those people, you can't not pick up on that energy. So if it's not serving you, get rid of it. (laughs) Something that I learned from my tantra work, actually, probably four or five years ago, and I guess I, I play this out with watching documentaries and reading inspiring biographies and, and listening to podcasts of people who inspire me is to create some sort of avatar. I don't know whether you want to call it like an idol or somebody that you admire. And, you know, it could also be like a Disney character. It could be a, a, char- a fictional character in a TV show. The, what you want to do here is to observe and it could also be a real person if you see somebody or a trait in a fictional character or a book that you're reading and you witness a quality that inspires you that makes you light up maybe you see someone make a really brave decision or that they're funny or that they're ruthless or whatever it is right if you see that and you feel inspired and admirable about that person, 
then chances are they're reflecting to you something that you want more of in your life, right? So this is a really good way to approach Instagram for those of you who might be feeling overwhelmed and imposter syndrome is, you know, alive and well in your inst- when you're on Instagram. Instead of looking at people and saying, oh, that person's so good at public speaking or look how well they're doing and feeling envious and putting yourself down, try flipping it on your head and try flipping it and saying, what, do, what are they reflecting back to me that I want more of in my life? And what I've done before in tantra work and even my little stint in the Catholic Church many, many years ago, they, you know, do this with saints. And it's, you know, it, you can see it through all um, spirituality. And, you know, I think as humans, we do this with pop stars and people that we admire, celebrities. But the, what you want to do is to go, okay, that person's showing me a quality. How can I then use their example and embody them? So it's kind of like stepping into a superhero, right? It's like channeling their energy. It's reflecting, you know, it's as if you were putting on a costume and and playing that part. So using those people who inspire you to help you to embody that trait or that quality of confidence, of good speaking. You know, I listened to a TED talk many years ago about the power, how to hold a powerful stance and I listened to it and it was a game changer and I do it every time before I go on stage or even, you know, doing podcasts sometimes. But holding a powerful stance, so they talked about arms straight up in the air or on your hips and chest out and feeling really confident. And, you know, I think this is a good one because even if you're not feeling it, you can fake it a little bit and you can step into that superhero costume or mentality and embody that person who's already showing you how to do that so I hope that makes sense but stepping into a character that you want to be more of you know pop stars are great at this you know how many pop stars have a a pseudo name and they step on stage and they become Beyonce or Lady Gaga and I'm sure they step off and are mums or, you know, hot messes in their, in their alone time as well, just like every other human. But when they step onto stage, they're stepping into their character. So have a think about who your character is. Maybe you want to, you know, look, sit down and go, who are three people that I admire and inspire me and how can I channel them in my life and in my business and use their energy and use that to fake it a little bit. all right I think another thing that is going to really help with imposter syndrome and I've learned this the hard way from nearly burning out a couple of times on my journey but to not go it alone get back up get a team get superheroes on your team that can help you to uh, move quickly because momentum and moving helps to silence the fear and the overwhelm and the more that you're doing the more feedback you're getting and the more clarity you're going to get around whether your idea is going to work or not work and what direction you need to take next. So if you're feeling yourself, you've stopped on the journey or you haven't started or you've retreated back, then sit down and go, who, what expertise do I need to help me to keep moving forward? And then go out and find those people, build yourself a winning team of people who can help you to gain momentum, keep momentum and pick up some of where you might be slacking off or 
or not your strong suit. So for me, I have a podcast VA, Lyndall, who business is the podcast VA. Um, I sit and record and then she does the rest. I have graphic designers, I have copywriters, I have editors, I have therapists, I have acupuncturists. So the things that I need to be healthy and strong and clear and to keep moving because if I tried to do all those things myself, I would get stunted. And just quickly on this, I know that a lot of people say, when's the right time to outsource and, you know, what if you can't afford it because you're just tipping over at the beginning I think you can always find a way to afford it. You just need to prioritize where you're going to spend your money. And, you know, if sitting down and editing a website is going to make you procrastinate or take your time and, you know, get really frustrated and fed up with it, then it is best use of your time and money to pay somebody a couple of hundred dollars to edit that than for you to spend a whole week feeling shit about yourself because you know you need to edit the website and you still haven't done it. So the quicker you can outsource and move on, the better. If you don't have the funds to do that, then do contra, you know, hustle your way through it until you can afford to build that, you know, winning team around you. There's plenty of ways to make it happen. It's just whether you're willing um, to do it or not. And I think the trick here is, you know, and I have, I've had plenty of coaching clients who go, okay, um, I'm ready to start my business and we do all this back-end work and, you know, maybe they've started and they're wanting more sales and their website's down. And I'm like, why is your website down? They're like, oh, I'm just editing. I'm like, How long have you been editing? Oh, months, you know, I just can't quite get it right or I keep procrastinating about writing my about. Like that is very common. And I go, okay, well, we can't do anything until you have your vehicle up and running. You know, the marketing, the business strategy, all of that is needs to be injected into a working vehicle which is a website which is where you collect emails it's where you make transactions it's where people build trust with you so we we focus on that first and foremost and then they have to get it up and going and if you procrastinate about that you're wasting your time you're wasting your energy and you need to ask yourself what's on the other side of this website being live or this goal that I that I'm not doing or You know, I keep procrastinating about, you know, setting up my mailing list or posting on Instagram or doing that live video or or making that phone call. Ask yourself the question, what's on the other side of it? You know, how bad do I want it? And am I prepared to sit in this funk or this slow moving procrastination for days, weeks, months, years? Some people sit in it. And am I prepared to wake up in a year's time and still be in the same spot? So if you're feeling like that, you're making excuses about investing in in people who can help you to keep moving, then say, what would, you know, if I don't invest over here, then what will, what will happen? What's the outcome? And am I prepared to live with myself and that outcome? And if you're not and you want to keep moving, then you'll find a way to, you know, trade off with somebody or to you know, not buy a bottle of wine and invest it over there or, you know, ask them for a payment plan, whatever it is. But if you procrastinate there, you will cause pain. All right, so a few other steps for you. I know I'm rambling on here. Hopefully it's helpful. But Mel Robbins is a really great resource. She's written a book called The Five Second Rule and her mentality, the whole book is five, four, three, two, one, get up and do it. She says that you're never going to feel like it, but are you prepared to stay where you are now? 
So ask yourself that question. Are you prepared to stay where you are now or are you just going to overwrite the program and do it anyway? Yeah. And if you're looking for some more resources and support on um, understanding why it can be so hard, I highly recommend her book. It's full of really great case studies and and uh, academic studies and the theory behind why humans find this so hard. But in essence, what I have been doing is that when my alarm goes off in the morning, five, four, three, two, one, get up and just do it. Again, it's like if you you lie there and you feel the sensations in your body, you're gonna you're gonna create a story as to why you can't get up. Oh, I've only had this many hours, or you know, it's cold outside, or whatever the story is. It's a good practice to get into is to be like, all right, I need to send this email five four three two one. Do it. You're never gonna feel like it, but if if you're prepared to create a new reality, then you'll just do what needs to be done. Optimize your environment for success. Branding for your business is a really good place to start. I invested in branding, copywriting, and professional photos and a business coach. They were the first four things that I spent money on in a business. And those things for me set me up in a way that made me feel better than I was. I'd never run a business before. I knew what I wanted to sell and I'd done that in my job and in volunteer capacity. But then to move into a place of selling that for myself by having a beautiful branding, great website, copywriting for my website and my about, my LinkedIn profile and professional photos, I instantly felt a sense of confidence and oh my God, like I sound and I look really great. Okay, now I'm going to step into that to that um, level and that bar that I've set for myself so it, it's a nice little um, trick of the mind, I think, where you can bake it till you make it, right? Set yourself, because I think we're, we're our harshest critics. So if you can set yourself a high bar and, you know, and then grow into that and evolve into it. So even if you're not feeling ready and you're feeling like holding yourself back, then just build a website or go and get a professional photo shoot done or get a logo done or some business cards and start to take yourself more seriously. Have you get yourself an office set up, see if you can what needs to be done to master your health and well-being. So are you drinking water? Are you eating proper nutritionist meals? Are you exercising? Are you meditating? Are you taking time out for yourself? What can you do? Because I think imposter syndrome probably comes when we're feeling tired and exhausted and overwhelmed and for those of you who might be looking to transition from a nine to five to a business for yourself, it is a really difficult time because most of the time you have to go to the nine to five that you hate and then come home and put in extra hours. So you are going to, there is going to be time of hustling harder than most, but know that that's not going to last forever and, you know, always stay connected to what's on the other side of it, right? So Get yourself a some branding or some photos. Optimize the outside environment that's going to reflect back to you professionalism, confidence, you know, self-worth, all those things that can help you just to trigger that, hang on, maybe I'm not so bad. Maybe I can do this after all. Okay, so I think that's probably everything I have for you. Remember to not play into the thought. I truly believe and you know, when you really look into neuroscience and the quantum field, you really can start to see the evidence behind what you focus on expands. 
I is my that is the quote that I live my life by. Where am I giving my energy day in, day out? And am I giving it to a new reality or am I giving it to a past limiting belief and experience that keeps me small? When you ask yourself, how can I make this happen? And you focus on a solution and you focus on a new reality, even though it's not here yet, then doors will open. People will invest in you. People will give you a chance or an opportunity or will want to buy from you because you're backing yourself and you're believing yourself. So focus on where you want to go. Try and take your energy off the limiting beliefs and all the stories in your head. Um, Optimize your environment. Find yourself some idols or some inspiring people that you can embody and step into. Get up and just do it. Five, four, three, two, one, even if you don't feel like it. And do your absolute best to not compare yourself to anyone else because at the end of the day, each and every single one of us is unique. Our skills, backgrounds, our values, our tone of voice, our personalities, everybody is unique and different. There is no one person who is exactly the same. And so your journey is not going to be exactly the same as anyone else's. It is your job to figure out what you're meant to be expressing and creating in this lifetime. And it might be that you are expressing and creating, building a family or, you know, being a nurse or whatever it might be. Or it might be that you're looking to build a business from scratch, doing what you love so that you can design the life of your dreams. And if that's in you and that's what you want, then get up and set that clear intention every single day. Do one step in the direction of that goal. When the fear, when the anxiety, when the overwhelm, when the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome shows up, do your absolute best to silence that, to shut it down and to fill your mind with knowledge and experiences and people who can help you to believe in yourself even when you don't believe in yourself because that's what we're here for, right? We're all in this together and our job is my job and my passion is to help you to express your authentic truth, your creativity, your passion, your dreams, and hopefully make a business out of it. I hope that's helpful, guys. Good luck. I would love to hear what you think of this podcast. If you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, I would be incredibly grateful. Um, But reach out on Instagram. Let me know what you thought. Click me a tag and, yeah, let's chat. Good luck, guys. Get out there and get it done. Have a good day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week.